Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Kevin and Bean Show. Sounds like diarrhea to me. K-Rock. We just moved studios, so this is our first day here. Yeah. You got a new house. Yes. Are you sleeping there yet? No. Okay. I, I, we are like a few days away from the bed being delivered. Okay. Which is always, you know, but then you like, you deliver piece by piece in your car. You're like, I'm not going to drive out there and not bring something. So you bring like a couple pairs of shoes. Yeah. And a random plant. It's just a, a bl- like an empty house with a few shoes in it. Yeah. It's like oh, the saddest sad. way to live. Yeah. yeah. But it did trigger me remembering the last time I moved had one of the most horrifying experiences, not only that I've ever experienced, that I've ever heard. Okay. And oh. it involves, uh, you know what Rumspringa is? Yes. Oh, yes. So it involves a woman mm-hmm. on Rumspringa who, in my opinion, is the most terrifying person I've ever met. If people don't know what Rumspringa is. In the Amish religion, mm-hmm. or in the, the belief system, mm-hmm. you're given a small amount of time to leave the religion mm-hmm. And do all the crazy stuff you want to do. Live it up. And live it up and then come back and not feel any of the effects. It's like white people with spring break. Okay. You know what right. I mean? Like you could come back and just join your normal life. Mm-hmm. Or I guess it's like weird white dudes at Burning Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Come back, live your normal life. But while you're there, it's almost its own universe. Right. So I'm moving things from my uh, apartment at the time down to my car. And I'm moving things piece by piece. And I look over and I see it. what looks like a child from far in a mm-hmm. dress, in a kind of... Uh, paper dress and, okay. and she's sort of uh, wiping her hand against a car and I realize it looks like a, a child waiting for their dad like dad I'm at the car that right. kind of thing so I go back inside nothing bothers me walk back outside now I see the daughter this young child mm-hmm. sitting on the top of a car like oh. like sitting on it but still like dad come on mm-hmm. taking forever I go back inside no problems Walk back down. Now this child has moved very much closer to me. Now it's about 20 feet away from me and is talking to someone mm-hmm. on a balcony, okay. another apartment's balcony. And uh, I'm looking over and she turns around and catches eyes with me. And I realize this isn't a child. No. This is, <laughs> this is like a 45-year-old woman oh. in a paper dress. Oh. I also realize she's wearing gloves of some sorts and has something in her hand. Oh, God. What? Yeah. And now the people on the balcony, uh-huh. one yells, don't let her go. And the other yells, run away! Oh, that's so a I've, choice. I've been given. Wait, they were saying that to you? To me. And it's a choose your own adventure. Yes. It's page 65 yeah. if you're going to die. Yeah. And 73 if you can succeed for a few more pages. Right. You know what I mean? And so I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm holding a picture frame. This, this woman mm-hmm. starts walking towards me. Just walk, just slowly moving. This like, is like so you said, horror movie. It's like horror night. She made the decision for me. Don't oh, let her go. Clearly did. <laughs> She's walking towards me, and I start moving backwards. And I, I don't know. I hear some yelling, but now I can't decipher it. I realize she's wearing dirty. Uh, like doctor gloves, oh, very no. dirty, and she's holding what looks like a knife. Oh, 
goodness. So she's walking towards me, and she's a little foamy at the mouth as well. Oh, sure. no. And little foamy. And she's walking towards me, and I go, you don't want to walk any closer? I don't know what to say. I'm not, <laughs> right, right. I'm not Steven Seagal. <laughs> right. I, I, what are you going to back that up with? Yeah, I don't know. I'm a, this is a zombie. I have no idea what I'm doing. So I go, I, you don't want to come any closer? And I kind of make it look like I could hit her with the frame. Like sure. Like Swayze and Roadhouse. Yes. Like I don't even know what I'm doing. You're not very menacing. No. Okay. I, I, I look like, uh, at this point, especially in my life, I'm basically an accountant trying my hardest <laughs> to look tough. So I'm walking backwards. I say, you don't want to. And she gets closer. We're about still about 15 feet away from each other. And then I go, if we just walk away, everything will be fine. And I, I don't know. I'm just talking. Right. Saying things Stuff I, you heard on TV yeah. shows. I've heard him say it in chips, so now I'm repeating it. And so now she is a very foamy, even foamier, and she does a lunge, but she's so far away that I, it doesn't affect me. But right. it does make me think this woman is insane. Right. So I make a decision at this point. To run? Well, or do I run at her? I don't know. I, I have oh, to decide between God. the two things. Do I run at her with the frame? Hit her. Ksh! And, or and then I, what? What's the, what's I don't the know. final now plan I'm there? Fight. I'm in a fight. <laughs> I don't, I have no, I but you don't want to be a fight with a woman with a paper dress? I, you can never foamy. win. You don't want to fight foamy? No, you never right. want to fight foamy. No. My dad always said that. <gasps> yes. And so now I'm, I'm slowly walking away, and then I, I drop the frame. And run. Oh, okay. <laughs> she runs after me. No. Full speed. She's, no. She's sprinting at me. Oh. So I cross Olympic for those uh, regionally listening. They know this is a crazy street filled yeah. with cars. I don't have the moment to think. Right. So I'm, I run across Olympic. No one gets that close to hitting me, but a couple breaks and honks. And, but early Frogger. Yeah. Okay. Early, very sure. early Frogger. Okay. And so I am running and screaming. And luckily across the street, about a, mm, half a block away, I see a policeman who is doing a uh, report of sorts on, mm -hmm. on the ground for uh, like an accident that happened earlier. Okay. You know, they have to come and take pictures right. or something. Right. So I'm running and I go, help, help. Help! And he immediately, they don't draw their guns, but they hold their guns and they think I'm in like I'm the problem. Oh, sure. Because no. there's a woman chasing me. Right. And I go, not me, her, her! And they still don't go with it because it's like, what? She looks like a child. Right. And then they, you could see <laughs> the an Amish woman. How yeah. much damage could she do? How much can she do? And they, they, they see her face. They realize this is the problem. And then guns come out for her. She stops immediately, puts her hands back behind her head, drops what was in her hand, which was a, 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 a plastic knife. Which okay. shows you me and my toughness. I thought she had a knife in her Still, hand. Still, it could be it's, a silver one. It was. It was real? like a paper. It was like a white plastic okay. knife. All right. So, uh, and so she she drops her hands, puts it behind her head. They put her in the car, still foaming, still hitting her head <gasps> against the glass oh, and laughing man. and like screaming at me. Uh, they at that point were like, "It's some sort of drug," you know, like it wasn't bath salts. That wasn't what it was called yet. But he was mm -hmm. like, "It's a drug where people." Like, he was explaining it to me, uh, and so. The the point is is that the reason some people didn't want her to leave and others did is that she was damaging cars. I oh. thought she was like rubbing cars to be sweet and cute for her dad waiting. No. She was like knifing with oh, this plastic wow. knife different cars. Uh, and that was a real life zombie that I encountered. Yes, wow. it was. Yeah, that was the last time I moved. So now every time I move something down in my car, I'm looking around for this sure. woman. Sure, for sure. I have because uh... she's going to be out stalking you still. Yeah, she probably. Also, she knows where I live. Yeah, she obviously. saw me moving things. Obviously. So I feel like she could always, uh, always <laughs> follow me and just stand by the window. Where I have those dirty gloves on. I just, oh, I, I hate wish, everything. I just wish you had fought her. That would have been the best thing ever. Because she would have destroyed you. I would pay uh, ten years. <laughs> Of salary to just see a video of me going back away. With you don't want frame. any of this. I don't know. I'm just saying everything I've ever heard in a movie. It's a frame picture of your mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in her head. Like, the Kevin and Bean Show. It's a total disaster on K Rock.
was at a uh, newsstand over the weekend at the airport, and I had this conversation with a woman who was standing there looking at the magazines because Jennifer Aniston is on the cover of one of the big magazines like Vogue or InStyle or one of them. And I says to her, I says, why is Jennifer Aniston still so famous? Why? she's Usually when you see somebody on the cover of a major magazine, it's because they have something to promote. They have a movie out or something like that. Yeah. What's the fascination with the Friends cast? The show's been off the air for 85 years. But doesn't it seem like people are still obsessed with Friends and whether there's going to be a Friends reunion? Uh, Yes and yes. Friends went off the air, like I said, a million years ago. And I say good riddance because they were dicks. Those those Friends guys were dicks. That's how I remember it anyway. Why do you guys say that? Well, because... All the years that we were on in the 90s, that's when Friends was on. Uh And for the most part, we didn't talk to any of them. Okay. For the most part. So just because they don't come on your show, they're dicks? (laughs) Well, I mean, yes. What? Of course. We actually liked the show at the time, and we were trying to have them on to promote the show. Not that they needed our help, but I think we were a little bit offended that not one of them would ever come on because we put in a lot of requests. And then slowly but surely, as time went on, we did start to... I think we ended up with three of them. And by the way, Kevin, let's not forget that we... Jennifer Anderson was our co-star in Kevin and Bean's Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> and she could not have been lovely. Could not right. have been more delightful. But, but that wasn't on the radio. Not, but, even, the, not even Schwimmer would come on? Not even Schwimmer. No. Schwimmer! No. And the friends that we did have on, my memory, is that they were dicks. Well, hmm. Matthew Perry for sure. Really? Yeah. How do you remember this one, Bean? Because we talked I remember to... Matthew Perry as being a dick, and I remember us just doing nothing but mocking him after that call happened. And I guess this is something that you had heard us talk about before, Omar, so you decided to revisit it, revisit those uh, interviews with the Friends cast on your B-Team podcast. Absolutely. It's on uh, episode either uh, 46 or 47. Uh, we got an Afro call requesting, hey, Kevin Bean from time to time, say that the people from the Friends cast were dicks, and they <laughs> wanted to, us to revisit some of... Uh, of, uh, the interviews. Okay. So I pulled um, a Matthew Perry, a couple of clips from the Matthew Perry interview. He was on to promote The Odd Couple. Okay. And uh, then we had uh, Lisa Kudrow, who was starring in The Comeback. So first up, we have uh, Matthew Perry. This I just I just want you to hear the tone of how he says hello, and you guys could judge for yourself. See if he's in a good mood, bad mood. Uh, this is a really short clip. Welcome to the Kevin Bean Show, sir. Hi, guys. How are you? Very good. Thank you. All right. Seems like he's in a good mood there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Fine. Yeah. Seems fine. So the Kings were in the playoff. You guys launch into about three or four minutes of just hockey talk. Which we should have. Okay. So you because guys are talking hockey. he's a huge Kings fan, if I recall, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he was playing along, and you know, he was talking about how huge of a Kings fan he is. This next clip is a little bit longer, and these clips are a little longer because I want you to sense the tone and how he's feeling. You know okay. what I mean? Uh, why do <laughs> I feel very, like I'm being that's, set that's up? That's very important <laughs> no, because, okay. you know, I mean, you're going to either sense he's a dick or, or, or not, okay? So this is after about three to four minutes of hockey talk. You guys ask him how long he's been a hockey fan. I was always a Kings fan. My dad lived in Los Angeles my whole life, so I was always oh. a Kings fan from the time I was a little kid. Even when I lived in Montreal, when I was like five years old, I would go to the Kings games and be the only person screaming when they scored a goal. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you get your ass kicked? Then back then, they rarely scored goals against the Canadians. Oh, the right. Canadians were the team. So like Guy Carbono <laughs> days. But I've been a Kings fan since the Butch Goring days. I mean, I've, I've been a Kings fan forever. 
And how to segue into the odd couple, I have no idea. But I'll just say that the odd couple is hilarious. <laughs> well, all right. Okay. All right. So okay. far. So far, so good. The tote, by the way. The tote <laughs> seems, <laughs> seems very positive. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? Very excited to talk. And, and he has to do his own segue into right. the odd couple because you guys are all, he probably feels like he's on a sports show. Sure. And he did it in a very clever and smart way. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, so far, I'm, so good. I, right. I am team Matthew Perry at this Sounds point. Sounds so charming. And let's not forget that we're on a time crunch because these are these eight minute interviews. Oh, okay. So this is one if of those. you're spending three to four minutes on hockey. Which is the right thing to do. Yeah. Then he wants to get into the odd of, couple. Of course. Okay. okay. Uh, so the interview continues. And, and do you love being able to show up and just be a slob and not have to shave and pretty much just wear whatever you slept in last night, Matthew? It's really fun. I spend very <laughs> little time in hair and makeup. Nice. And uh, I just sort of, it's a very laid back performance, much different than I've ever done before, much different than Chandler. And it's been really fun to play him. Tell me about starting, start, get, getting a new TV show on the schedule and getting fans. Uh, is a difficult process for even good shows. Uh, did you go into this with higher hopes? Did you think, yeah, this is going to nail it? Or you had no idea? Well, we wow. had the title and we had me in it, so we were hopeful that uh, it would get picked up. And it was a good script. I, I say so having written the script, so I'm just bragging now. All right. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we, we had a lot of power behind the show before it started, so we had high hopes that it would make the air. All right, first of all, poorly asked question by yeah. me. Yeah, was I, I didn't yeah. understand it. I didn't understand it. I honestly did not understand it. Yeah. Um, he... What Where was? What part? You didn't pull the part where he was a dick. Listen, that was the part. Listen. That is the part we remember is when yeah, we yeah. said, why is it good? And he said, because I'm in it. Mm-hmm. Right. But now but, that I listen back to it here, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> sounds like he was just joking around. He was yeah. just joking around. Is it yeah. possible we've been wrong this whole time? <laughs> listen, I always, I, is that on the B team? I always say, you know, Dave and I were working on other things here, so we always kind of like are always half pay, halfway paying attention. Uh-huh. So whatever you guys say, we take it as words. Yeah. So all the, <laughs> so all this time. I was just like, oh, the friends people, they're dicks. Yeah, he's he's delightful. He seemed <laughs> rightful. Was. He seemed uh, like a lot of fun. Absolutely. <laughs> it was even completely, it was even, uh, I mean, when he said, uh, I'm just bragging now, yeah. I mean, that was just him making fun of himself. for saying Because he knew how it could be perceived. Yeah, it was completely yeah. self-deprecating. Man, he was I great. love Matthew Perry. <laughs> wow. So okay. we owe them an apology? Well, we have one more clip. Yeah. The okay. Lisa Kudrow interview. <laughs> Okay. 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 Chainsaw Comeback, which was a show I liked very, it's very much. So. Wonderful. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show. Hi. Thanks for having me. So weird, is... weird, weird situation where I hadn't even remembered that the comeback was on mm-hmm. because what was two thousand five? Yeah, that's when it was on. And then Nine canceled. Correct. It was canceled in two thousand five. Right. Okay. Yeah. And and now <laughs> you have a question. And now it's it's a weird. Don't you think that's a weird schedule? <laughs> yeah. What the once every nine years schedule? Yeah, I mean it seems how it's going to be tough to keep an audience. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. Okay. But, you know, we would have actually done another season back then. We would have. Hmm. So why would oh. you automatically insult the guest, telling her, "Hey, your show is canceled"? 
I think he was trying to make it seem like, uh, why wait so long? But obviously that wasn't her choice. Trying that, but I failed that way, though. Miserably. So she she was pretty cool. I think think we've learned that Kevin is the dick in both cases. (laughs) Was I in both cases? I think so. I was going to say, because I've interviewed Lisa Kudrow, and she couldn't be more lovely more accommodating, just a, a wonderful human being. Yeah, and the, the comeback is one of the best shows ever. Yeah, the yes. interview goes on, and Bean is able to kind of like smooth things over. Okay. Oh, and uh, a Kevin throughout the entire interview is uh, oddly quiet the rest of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> so do I owe friends cast a, an apology? I, I think you have yes. to uh, you have, you owe them an a, a, apology. Apologize. Uh, okay, I, I'm s- sorry. Okay. That's shocking. We can, get, we can do better than time, that, Kevin. We can do better time, than that. I thought they were dicks. Total dicks. Oh, no. By the way, same. Yeah. <laughs> and I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, I was here for that Matthew Perry interview. Yeah. And I I was on board with him being a dick. Okay. You're very persuasive, Kevin. <laughs> you're, like, you're like a cult leader. You are. We believe anything that comes out of your mouth for some reason. I'm the problem. Yes. Oh, no. Kevin's a dick, dick, dick. Kevin's a dick, dick, dick. Finally. Kevin's a dick, dick, dick. Oh, you are a giant dick. Okay. Kevin's a dick, dick, dick. Kevin's a dick. How's it feel, Kevin? Dick, dick. <laughs> Pretty bad. Kevin, you're a dick, dick, dick. <laughs> you're a big giant dick, dick, dick. All right. Dickity dick, right. dick. That's my bad. Kevin, Kevin, you're a giant dick. Dick! Kevin, 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 you're a giant dick. Dick! Kevin, 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 you're a giant dick. Dick! Kevin, 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 you're a giant dick. Dick! Dick! Dickity dick! Alright! Such a dick. Oh my god, you're a dick, dick, dick. Dick, 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 dick. Kevin, you're a dick, dick, dick. What a dick. That needs to be my ringtone, am I right? (laughs) It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Hey, uh, what if I told you our good friend Dr. Dupitsky was on the phone? I'd believe it because we do it every week. Dr. Drew. Hey, it's something something that's un- unchanging every week. How yeah, about that? Yes, mm-hmm. and we appreciate it. I know I tell you this from time to time, but we know how busy you are and that you're on the in front of a microphone 23 and a half hours a day. So we appreciate when we get to be one of them. You uh, you texted out, or excuse me, tweeted out something yesterday that you were doing an interview on um, seasonal defect. What was it called? Seasonal? Affective disorder. Affective disorder. That's a real thing for people who get bluer than blue when the weather starts to change and the days become shorter, right? Yeah, you know what's interesting that you caught that is I was I it was I was on Dave Navarro's show talking about that. Is that the tweet you saw? Yes, was that's I, the one. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and so I went in and started talking about that, and within really seconds, we started talking about how miserable the world is generally. And uh, that I think is a good sort of indicator of the kind of burden that people have this year that might be a little different than in previous years. So as you're saying, the days are shorter, there's less light, and that can Mm -hmm. affect our neurobiology. There's the stress of 
being around family and consuming too much alcohol. There's the FOMO of looking at other people's Instagram. There's also nostalgia. There's also people that are lonely or have had loss. All that comes crushing down around the holidays. And there's something kind of weird and uncanny about the holidays where just everything goes down. It's weird. I, you know, when I used to work in emergency rooms, every medical problem you could imagine would come rushing through the door unrelated to stress, just things coming in randomly. So there's something maybe statistical about this time of year on top of that. And so there's a lot going on. But the thing I, I think it's worthy of a little conversation today is we're a, we're kind of a mess. Country. So I agree. <laughs> I agree. Look, Dr. Drew, we've had conversations on this show in the last couple of weeks about studies that we have seen that suggest that the majority of people, over 50%, would rather not gift exchange. So something that used to be a thing that people really enjoyed and looked forward to now has just become overwhelming. It's become too much of a burden. It's become too too much pressure. And, and, and I, I, I feel like that being hidden yeah. in that is is one of the problems that we're dealing with right now is complete disconnect. Yeah. As opposed to you know thinking of another person and then we you know we think about it as consumerism, but in reality there's a there's a healthy piece to this, which is you think about that other person, you think about something genuine about them, you bring that to them, and you it's an offering of something genuine about that person person that you appreciate, that you've thought about, that's connectivity. And we ain't connected. We are not connected right now. Uh, we are not in clubs. We are not in organizations. We are not in neighborhoods. We are not in communities. We're not even in families anymore. And that, to me, is, and again, I, you could easily say not giving gifts is just a sign of us being stressed and overwhelmed, but I think it's a sign of the lack of connectivity, which is underlying so much of what's going wrong right now. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think it's, it's, we, we are a nation of 300 million people who walk around who are almost in our own little universe. But there is a chance, you know, I, I thought we kind of came together a little bit around H.W. Bush's funeral. I, I feel like we have potential to come together. I, I, have, I have found two, two things I've found rather powerful right now. One is um, apologies. I think it's time to look at other people's points of view and to the extent that you can really get in other people's shoes. When you get there, you'll find yourself thinking, oh, man, I, I didn't really see it. Mm, I am, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't really get your point of view. And, and go ahead and apologize. And the other emotion that there just isn't enough of, and, and it's an emotion that when people express it, I know they're in good, in good shape, and that is gratitude. Mm-hmm. Gratitude, gratitude, and think about the world's religions. One of the one of the, one of their sort of core precepts always is be thankful, be thankful. Well, Lord, we're thankful for, and we never are thankful for anything. We're, we're ingrates now. I think you're. I mean, I certainly try. Gratitude is. I probably don't apologize as much as I should, if I'm being honest. Uh, I definitely put gratitude first and foremost. I, it's literally good, within good. the first minute of waking up every day, I am grateful to A, be alive, B, be in good health, C, be able to get up and walk. And uh, and a lot, there are a lot of people who don't have those things. And I certainly recognize how fortunate I am to have a great wife and to have a great job and to have great friends and everything. I, I mean, I do think I've got that. But I, I also think you're when you bring up the George H.W. Bush thing, I feel like that made me sad hearing all those eulogies about how he was a people person and looked at the liked to work across the aisle and wanted you know wanted what was best for the country not for him and was a modest guy and had all those other great characteristics we hear about the greatest generation and it just to me made me think we may never have a president like that again because the guys who come after him aren't like that that's you know, those are we'll, dead times it's on us we'll have it if we want it right uh, and it, it's i i i am a I think one of the things that we have to maybe do is look away from 3,000 miles east and just look locally. 
And that's one of the things all the craziness I'm hoping causes us to do. The local practice of democracy, the local giving, the local service, the local appreciation of the relationships we actually have. Uh, I, maybe the television and mass media has made us feel too close to something we shouldn't feel so close to, right? We should be thinking is it the local practice of democracy that's always made this country work. Well, so I don't know. We're, get, we're getting deep down a rabbit hole here. But No, no. I, I'm, I'm an optimist probably to, me too, a, a yeah. fault. But I would say that the one thing that this has done has pushed a lot of my generation towards local government, which I know for a fact more that's people— That's a very positive mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. A very positive thing. And and I and I'm hoping that you know that that also pushes pushes us back towards real relationships, bodies in space, not in screen on screens, and that's what humans need. We just need that. And uh, we've I, I'm kind of seeing the generation behind the millennials coming up, and and I think they're into it. I think I think they got it maybe, but we'll see. So. I mean, who knows? We, and we've been through worse times, guys. We've been through worse. This is not you know that bad. I mean, just we're just kind of a mess right now. This was a very helpful conversation. I did not expect it to go as deep as it did, Dr. Drew, but you bring up some really good points and certainly some points worth thinking about. We love you, man. Thanks for jumping on. Appreciate it. Why did we agree to do this? Why did we agree to do anything? I hate us. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. I hate us. Dumb. Now listen, I don't pick the stories. All right. Actually, I do. Actually. But these stories are... mm, very much uh, butt-centric. Oh. Oh. These okay. are all about the butt. All right. Okay. Just happened that way. I didn't plan it. Any uh, anal relaxer involved in any I of them? I don't believe so, but I'm not positive about one of them. Okay. Who was smuggling drugs. Maybe that was oh, a necessary possible. way to yeah. do it. Uh, let's start with uh, plants but no pants. Florida man gardens in the nude. A Florida man's neighbors are complaining because he does all of his gardening in the nude. And they showed a picture on the news. He's literally just standing in the front yard <laughs> gardening naked. Come how, on, sir. How is that even news in Florida, by the right? way? Right? I just assume that's what most people do in Florida. The angry residents told news outlets that they've called uh, the sheriff's office, but the man continues to work naked. Here's a report. He'd be out there working on his car, opens the garage door up, stands there, works on his car, old Camaro he's got in there. The man will even do yard work completely exposed. Everyone says that's just crazy, you know? It is. Amy Canterbury is a mother of six. Her kid's bus stop is across the street from the man's home. She does not see a problem with him letting it all hang out. What a roller coaster of emotions. So, everybody else is mad except for the mother of six. What? And her kids, all six bus stop, is right across the street from Naked Man. Yeah, I'm worried about her. She has six kids. She's no stranger to being naked herself. I mean, I guess that's true, yes. Uh, The next one is uh, police uh, man arrested for hiding counterfeit bills in his buttocks. Sure. Why can't they just say butt? I don't understand that. (laughs) This comes out of Nashville. A man was arrested on drug charges after a traffic stop. According to Nashville police, he was speeding along First Avenue uh, when when, uh, officers tried pulling him over. They said he refused to get out of the car and turned his car back on and then tried to drive away. And they stopped him from doing that and they found marijuana and a Viagra pill inside his car. He was ready. (laughs) After a search, Mitchell uh, was also found hiding five fake $100 bills in his buttocks. Now I have a question for you guys. Is it possible to have the dollar bills in between or would it have to be yeah, I you know, think, inside? I think you could yeah, I think you could 
Yeah, you could clench. Yeah, clench with your right there. Yeah. He, he wasn't making change. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, the next one is a Tennessee uh, inmate arraigned on charges of escaping, breaking back into Morgan County Prison. Tennessee prison inmate pleaded guilty on Tuesday to charges he escaped from Morgan County Correctional Complex only to attempt to sneak back in days later with a load of items to sell to the prisoners on the black market. Robert Fusco is 37 years old. He was among eight people that were arrested, including guards and some of his uh, fellow prisoners. He escaped on uh, January 5th and then tried to break back inside. And he said that he kept all of the items, quote, and again, I'm going to need you guys' help, Mm -hmm. under his groin. How big is his groin? What? What? But is that... In the neither nor? Is that is that butts? No, I think it's that's the that's, the, that's I mean that's I, the, I don't want to test the bump the dump button here, but the taint? The taint? I think so. He's tainting that stuff right into the prison. <laughs> is that <laughs> can that be used as a verb? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not positive. Sure. Uh and finally a taint woman wars. <laughs> finally a woman arrested for burglary accused of uh, stealing cash, car, keys, and pooping in an Oklahoma City University fraternity house. <laughs> Um, wait, what? <laughs> Oklahoma City, a woman was arrested for burglarizing an Oklahoma City University fraternity house Sunday night. Melissa Lenz, 25, was arrested shortly after police were called to the uh, fraternity. They left the front door open. She was a stranger. She just walked in, wandered around the fraternity. She went into a specific room, found uh, someone's wallet, took over $300 in cash and his car keys, and then pulled down her pants mm-hmm. in the middle of the room. Oh. And pooped. So they left the back door open, too. Right. (laughs) When the student returned to the room, she dropped her ID card and screamed and pulled up her pants and ran out. Oh, my goodness. So she left her ID card in the room next to the poop. Yeah. That's why she's dumb. So Uh. then she tries to run. She goes downstairs. The police are called. She jumps out a window. But they find her so easily because she left her ID right next to her deposit. I don't, I don't like it. You don't like any of these? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is people are dumb. Dumb. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. They're all doing great. Except for Kevin. K-Rock. Get up, get on up. How come Omar can sing on tune for Jensen, but not for us? I bring out the best in him. Is that it? Yeah. (laughs) This week, I'm very excited to get you up on a musician. Here's the thing about her. Uh, We're all Missy Elliott fans, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Missy Elliott was awesome. Problem is, Missy Elliott doesn't release a whole lot of music in 2018, let alone 2015. It's been a long time since we've had real new uh, Missy Elliott music, and when she did try it, uh, people didn't really run with it. Yeah. Put out a single, everyone's like, eh. But even if you don't like hip-hop, you like Missy Elliott because she sort of bends genres and finds herself in dance and hip-hop, and uh, boundaries are sort of limitless She does mix a lot of stuff, yeah. That's right. And it comes off well. There you go. Well, there is a new musician uh, out of Brooklyn who put out an album last year, but I feel like it still doesn't get the buzz that it deserves. LaKayla 47. Do you guys know about LaKayla 47? Never heard of. Mm -hmm. LaKayla 47. It sounds like it should be banned. Is that a semi-automatic? Well, it also sounds like an AOL screen name. Uh, (laughs) LaKayla 47 at AOL.com. LaKayla 
Bailey 47 is from Brooklyn. She's in her early to mid 20s, but that's pretty much all we know about her for real. That's oh. it. That's it. Kaylee 47 is a completely mysterious hidden person, and that's because every time on stage, she wears a full ski mask. Uh, so that her entire no. yes, her entire face is hidden. Is that well, sort of like the Sia thing where she covers her eyes so no yes, one can? Except yeah. we know what Sia right, looks like because exactly. she used to be in that band, and now we have to <laughs> pretend it's not the same person, which is annoying. But right. Kaylee 47 actually really has never been seen in person. Uh, she had uh, a incredible shyness growing up, and she needed to find a way for her to make music but still not necessarily uh, face that kind of fear for people knowing who she truly is. So she so, came up with the most threatening way. That's true, and she, she is very scary looking with this ski mask. But she's went from just wearing sort of a black or pink ski mask on stage. Now designers have started giving her ones with rhinestones, and she started to uh, mess around with different types. But, I hope she never tries to perform in a bank. That yeah, be, or a uh, liquor store. Confusing. Because yeah. a lot of artists perform in banks. I'm just saying she's wearing yeah. a ski mask. Right? I wow. saw Radiohead wow. chase, and I'm telling you, they <laughs> kill. Uh, but listen, LaKayla 47 put out an album called Wash and Set. It was out last year. And I'm telling you, she's sort of one of those genre-bending musicians that if you like Missy Elliott, if you like that kind of rap, I, I she's for you. We have a couple songs. The first one is called Miss Me, and it gives you a good feeling of sort of her up-tempo stuff. Miss, miss me with the boldish. Uh, miss, miss me with the boldish. Uh, charged up like a Tesla. Out here messed up like a Mexican wrestler. This a gift from God, baby. I'm just a messenger. Elevate the flow. 47 gon' level up. Lord knows I've been through hell to put it on. So if I were to walk, mother trucker, then bring it on. Sometimes I can't believe I'm the one they were sleeping on. To each his own. I deserve a queen. You pick a thong. I'm sitting on. Wow, that sounds amazing. That's yeah. very messy. It's really good. And that's the thing is like some of them sound especially messy. But then you get into another one like this is uh, Second Fiddle, the second song that, that I brought in. It, it gives you a little bit different of a feeling. Uh, and, and, and she's just awesome. This is that one. ask you a question yes why does somebody like this who's so clearly talented mm -hmm. not make it in a bigger way does do people not know what to do with her it's the industry guys i mean you just i think that with Nicki minaj and cardi b there's a certain lane that they have to fall into as a female rapper and that's unfortunate that i even have to put that preface in front of rapper yeah but true that's the way that the music industry works and some people fall through the cracks uh in that way and i think lakele is one of those people now what i would say is that it's the first album like someone like lakele 47 will take time to sort of build i know that um they that she was supposed to play uh pride this year down uh, on Santa Monica uh, here, and they had some sort of problem with the concert where they had to close it down and stuff. Mm -hmm. But but she is around. But it, it's just again, it's a name that I'm bringing in because no one yep. knows her. Yeah. Uh, the third uh, song they brought in is called "Don't Do It," and I love this song. Make a woman wonder how I did this shit last summer. I would have get other bugging my number. Forty-seven on the come up, but I dare a bugging to run up. You know I keep a blade to cut off, and I don't mind scuffing up my butters. I really don't care if you don't like me. Don't get your jaw checked like some damn ID. I chew the beat up like a chicken roti. Unless like me, that's unlikely. Don't do it. This, um, I love this... her so much more than Cardi B. Yeah. This yeah. all sounds wow. so different from her very famous Cash Me Outside single, too. <laughs> no, or, don't do it. I mean, also the cow song, right? They all sound different. <laughs> yes. It's weird, though, that all three of those songs 
sound like three different people. They do, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I love that. And then there's yeah. just full on R and B on the mm-hmm. record as well. Later on on the on the Wash and Set album, there's just full on ballads. It, it just she's sort of uh, you can't really categorize her. And I know that we've loved I love that. that. Yeah, and and I, I, love that. I think yeah. this is just a new person in that genre. Will you spell her name for us? Uh, Lekele Forty Seven. L E I K E L I Forty Seven. The album is called Wash and Set. It came out last year, but it did not get the attention it deserves. And also someone to look forward to because it's not over for her at mm-hmm. all just because no one saw the first record. She's on a major, um, so she's going to get another shot. And also, she wears a ski mask. Right? Is it weird that I'm totally thinking, A, not great for your pores no. because she's sweating and whatnot, but what if she's wearing a ski mask with like moisturizing lotion inside of it? She might be so far ahead of all of us with this. Is it weird that they, you think that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's and also, right. like, are, you, okay. like, are you angling for like a Neutrogena commercial for La Kale 47? <laughs> I think she'd be great. <laughs> she would probably yes. be good. Yeah, you're yes. right. You're right about that. Uh, but she's awesome, and, and I cannot uh, support more the female movement that's going on in hip-hop. But I just don't think everyone has to be Cardi or Nicki. We can I have, agree. Can I have prefer a, they have a different sound, yeah. So yeah. And then LaKayla is, I think, at the forefront. Get up, get on up, on this. 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 It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Flame! We have an unnatural amount of glee when our next guest is on the phone, don't we? We do. He, he just makes us feel good. Author Brad Meltzer, back on the Kevin and Bean Show. How are you, Brad? I'm good, brother. How's everybody? We're well. fine. I love that you write books faster than Kevin can read them. That's the pace that you're on right now. <laughs> How like, dare you? And he like, just means the children's books. <laughs> right. It just seems like every six weeks you're out with another one. How do you do it, Brad? Um, you know, it, I don't even write them. It's these kids in Malaysia who do it these oh, days. Oh, that's nice. Oh, Sweatshop? Yeah, no, naturally. Why how, Why would you do it any other way? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Brad has a series of books we've been telling you about for a couple of years here on K-Rock that are uh, uh, meant to be, I don't want to uh, steal your thunder here, Brad, but they're meant to be heroes, role models that your kids can look up to. And you have a long series of books, everybody from Amelia Earhart to Martin Luther King to Abraham Lincoln, uh, the list goes on and on and on. And you're out with an exciting new book this week called I Am Neil Armstrong. Why did you decide to tackle one of the most famous men who ever lived this time around? You know, I think when you look through history, there's these great needs. And you don't get the heroes you want. You get the heroes you need. And I think Neil Armstrong, there's a reason why the movie's coming out. There's a reason why I've tried to write about it. It's because we need him. We need a humble guy who doesn't just beat his chest and say, I'm the best. And what I love about Neil Armstrong is he stands for humility. Neil Armstrong never used the word I. He used to always use the word we. He would say, we did this. When, you know, when, they went through the, when the Apollo mission went to, the, went to the moon, he said, you know, this is all of our accomplishments. And he meant the scientists, the mathematicians. He meant the tailor who sewed the suit together. And remember when humility was a great American value? Sure. Like today on Twitter, yeah. we reward those who are the loudest and get the most attention for themselves. But we need to teach our kids that it's the humble ones that deserve the real reward. I, I got to be honest. If I was Neil Armstrong, it would be really difficult not to introduce myself to everybody as Neil Armstrong, first man to walk on the moon. How are you? Oh, I would have the tattoo that said, I have the first guy on the moon on my forehead. <laughs> and he, um, I mean, he was such a, I mean, humility is a great uh, term to put on him, but he was such a quiet guy too. I mean, when he landed, when he came back after walking on the moon, he was the most famous person that had ever lived. Everybody wanted a piece of him. He didn't want to have anything to do with any of that, right? All he wanted to do was just go to work, do his job, and spend time with his family. 
Yeah, and that's why they picked him. You know, they would him being the first one out wasn't just oh you made it to the door first before Buzz Aldrin. It was a plan, right? And they had to choose who do we pick? Who's the first guy? Buzz Aldrin, I think, um, you know, tried to make it him, but they picked Neil Armstrong because he was never going to put his face on a T-shirt, never going to have like a fast food joint that's named after him. He's he's never going to sell out. And I think that Neil Armstrong, you know, when we teach our kids about him, it goes back to when he's eight years old. When he's eight years old, his big dream was to climb this giant silver maple tree in his backyard, the biggest tree there. And when you climb a tree, when you're a kid, it's like a puzzle, right? You got to grab one branch and then the other. You got to engineer a solution. And Neil Armstrong grabs a dead branch one day and he falls out of the tree. He plummets on his back 15 feet down, smashes into onto his back. His mother and sister come running. And the most important thing that Neil Armstrong does that day, it's the opening of the book, but he gets back up again. And he gets a job mowing grass in a cemetery. He saves money so he can buy toy planes. He went, then he buys real planes. He wants to get a pilot license. He gets his pilot license before he gets his driver's license. That's how young he was. Wow. <laughs> then he becomes, a, he becomes a test pilot, becomes an astronaut. And we all today celebrate that giant leap that Neil Armstrong took for all mankind. But we need to teach our kids you don't get to take the giant leap until you take the thousands of small steps to get there. It's that hard work that's so vital. Our kids want to be Instagram famous and, and everything comes to them. But I Am Neil Armstrong as a children's book is about, no, no, you take the hard work first, then you take the giant leap. That is one of the, that, that was put so well, Brad, and that's a message that everybody needs to hear because there's a generation of kids, maybe two generation of kids, I feel like are growing up right now and their goal is to, quote, be famous, end quote. That's it. That's the extent of what they want to be with no idea and no plan on how much hard work it takes to be good enough at something that you will be famous. No, and, and there's a Harvard stu- study that just came out, and this is sad, but it's true. They said the number one thing that we're teaching our kids today, we used to teach our kids, you know, hard work and be humble and all those things. But because kids are so focused on social media, the number one thing they're focused on are their likes. How many people are liking their things? And so what we're teaching them, whether we like it or not, is popularity is what's important. And to me, this whole series of books is all about battling that and teaching kids that's not the end goal. You know, one of the things I love about Neil Armstrong is when he's on the moon, he's trying to land on the moon. He's got, we have on our phones more computing power than he had on the Apollo rockets. The technology is just not there, right? And think about that a moment, right? The technology is not there. They can't see where they're going They've overshot the landing. There's all these moon rocks that are there that are the size of cars. They have a minute of fuel left to go. One minute. (laughs) And the only thing that Neil Armstrong has that he's using to land the thing is a stopwatch and math. Let me tell you something. If I had to use math, that's my death. (laughs) Right? But, But I am Neil Armstrong, you know, stands for that idea of like in that moment you stay calm. That hard work will pay off. And that calm will lead you to victory. And again, if you don't teach your kids that, your kids are going to pick heroes. You might as well have some say in it and give them a good one. Have you ever, in researching the people that you think this is going to make a good book, you start researching, then you're like, this person's an ass. Move on (laughs) to the next one. No, I did. I found one. I found one. I'll I'll tell you offline who it was. But I just I was researching her. I was like, she's a fashion icon. She's amazing. I love her. She's going to be great. What a good one to do. And then she's like a Nazi sympathizer. And I was like, oh, you know yeah. what? I'm going to leave. I don't really want to do the, the, the Nazi page in the IM series. <laughs> was it Audrey Hepburn? 
No, it's Coco Chanel. No, Audrey Hepburn's oh. amazing. It's Coco no, Chanel, Chanel, right? Is a, is a, is a, a gold star. Audrey Hepburn surpasses all your expectations. It's oh, Coco wow. Chanel, right? Coco Chanel. Is it Coco Chanel? Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> Does it? <okay. laughs> hey, Brad. I uh, Kevin is sick of me talking about Neil Armstrong because he's one of my, he's in my top three humans of all time that ever lived. When I read the first Man book that the movie is based on by author James Hansen a few years ago, I thought it was the greatest biography I had ever read, and I learned so much about how many close calls Neil had. Before he ever got to fly to the moon, where he easily could have been killed. And like you were talking about, that calmness that he had. The dude had, like, ice water running through his veins. It's unbelievable how strong and how focused he was. Oh, and we show we show in the kids' book. We I was like, we got to show this. Kids need to see. You don't just get that giant leap and succeed. He's in a test. He's on a test fi- pilot flight, and the plane is going down in flames. He's never learned how to do the ejector seat parachute. He doesn't know how it works. But he stays calm and he figures it out. What are you hearing about the movie, Brad? Good things? So here's the thing. There's obviously all the controversy of, you know, uh, oh, my gosh, they didn't show the flag. Like, no one's seen the movie. The flag, according to Neil Armstrong's sons, is prominently displayed in it. And I got to say, I got to like, I mean, everyone has a thing for Ryan Gosling. Like, he just has that kind of old 50s thing going that I can't wait for. Personally, I can't wait for the movie. I I know people, we love controversies today, but in honor of Neil Armstrong, I think we need to take a breath, be a little calm, and let's see it before we judge it. I mean, wait, right wait, wait. What, these, guys, they, these guys did an amazing job. You want us to wait and see it before we judge it? I know, I know it's a crazy idea. <laughs> That's insane. I know it's insane right? <laughs> he is a number one New York Times bestselling author in many categories. This series is essential. We hear from parents all the time after your appearances, Brad. They're so grateful we have you on, and they love this series. The new one is called I Am Neil Armstrong. It is available now wherever you oh, get your books. Oh, and if I can tell books. you one other, thing that, one other thing I forgot that's out Jesus today, Christ, we Brad, also, we're Busy. We got a busy show here. Is with Neil Armstrong is I uh, is the um, strong girls gift set. So it's I'm Amelia Earhart, Sacagawea, Jane Goodall, and Harriet Tubman. Sixty dollars of books for thirty dollars on Amazon. The strong girls gift set comes today too. All right, that's a good deal. All right, Brad, we'll catch up again soon, man. Let us know when you're back in town. We can have another cake. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, man. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. How about some animal stories? Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a minx or a story about a lynx. Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. Animal stories just for you. Let's find out what they're up to. I'm sorry, we're out of time. <laughs> Sad news to start the program today. Uh, we're going to dedicate this uh, edition don't, of Animal Stories. What? Don't, don't what? Don't bum us out with Animal Stories. Right? Well, it's just that uh, if you missed it while we were on uh, on break, Jaja, uh, the world's ugliest dog, passed away. Oh, all right. Remember we talked about her... <laughs> This is very sad. Kevin. She was the nine-year-old English bulldog who had recently been oh, crowned. Oh, that just won. That one that just won like three weeks oh, ago. Oh, no. Yeah. She's a bitch. No, no she's Jaja not a bitch at all. had a really hard life. She did. But she died uh, in her sleep. But in she her, was a bitch. At, right? At her home in, <laughs> I mean, technically, yes. Yes. At her home in Minnesota. And I just, the only thing I can say is, as, as Allie mentioned, she had a terrible life as a, as a breeder, kept in a cage. And then she ended up having this wonderful family that traveled with her 
and she got lots of attention and lots of love. So, you know, it ended up being a pretty good life for Zsa Zsa. But let's, let's dedicate the report to little Zsa Is this today. Bean's Death Corner? I'm no, confused. No, it's not. I just, oh. I wasn't bringing it up since I she see. was a famous animal in the news. Sure, recently. of course. Very famous. I, I, do have, I do have a happy dog story, though. Hmm. Uh, if you saw this, this is curious to me because I have talked uh, on the air and off the air as well about how you can't fly with certain flat-faced dogs. Like, I have English bulldogs, like Zsa Zsa, and you can't take them on a plane. There's almost no carrier that will allow you to take them on the plane because they just they have inherent breathing problems. Right. right? Well, somehow JetBlue still allows it. And Michelle and Stephen Bird had their three-year-old French bulldog on a plane recently. Darcy was in a pet carrier under the seat in front of him and started to become distressed. Her owner, Michelle, noticed that her tongue and gums had turned blue, signaling a lack of oxygen. Now... I'm confused by this because if Darcy's not getting enough oxygen, is anybody getting enough oxygen? What are they doing on JetBlue? How dare isn't you, it, first of all, be smirch JetBlue? Isn't, isn't it harder for dogs like that to breathe? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Okay, so it is. But I mean, in she was in the cabin, which is pressured. So it's just weird to me that she would have this trouble breathing. But here's the happy ending of the story. They alerted the flight attendant who brought over oxygen, an oxygen mask. Put it on the dog. She perked right up. She's absolutely fine. So take it back because you know what United would have done? Chucked her out the window. <laughs> I don't think they would have chucked her no. out the window. I'm pretty sure okay. that's not their policy. United would have asked if there was a vet on board to put the dog down. Uh, so that's very quick thinking, by the way, from a flight attendant to go, hey, we have oxygen masks. Let's help out little Darcy. And she's totally fine. So huh. the family says they will not be flying with their dog in the future unless they get veterinary clearance and find out more about it. But and that's the a, little picture of her. It was very oh, sad. Very sad. But a happy ending. Uh, Kevin, here's one for you. Drunken seagulls prompt uptick in animal rescue calls. All right. British authorities say they received a surge of reports about drunken conduct in the last few weeks, but the perpetrators aren't the usual suspects. They are seagulls. RSPCA officials say they've responded to more than a dozen reports about seagulls that appeared to be drunk. Officers believe the birds have gotten into brewery waste. By, by the way, that's tough to say. That's like rural juror. <laughs> Brewery waste. <laughs> we know one what you mean. Time. No, one more. <laughs> Sorry, clarify. Brewery waste. Excellent. Well done. Oh, that was close. Well done. <laughs> At first, the birds look like they have botulism, but then after vomiting, most seem to recover. <laughs> Sound familiar, Kevin? It sounds like Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, birds absolutely stink of alcohol when we collect them, so now all of our vans smell like pubs. Are they, like, <laughs> flying into stuff? No, well, I don't know about that. I don't know what the drunken behavior is, but they have asked uh, they have asked companies that produce alcohol to be more careful about their waste to avoid affecting wildlife. Mm. I thought this was an interesting story. You don't get into politics much in animal stories, but did you guys see the press conference last week that Speaker of the House Paul Ryan gave? I did not. Mm-mm. He is not allowed to drive because he has a security detail that takes him everywhere. Okay, he's the Speaker of the House. So he found out recently, as he plans to head into retirement in a couple of months, that his, as he put it, my car has been eaten by animals. It's just dead. He left his car at his mother's house in his hometown in Wisconsin. And he found out recently that a family of woodchucks had moved into the underbody of his suburban. Sweet. He says uh, he will be getting a new Ford truck upon retirement and uh, get rid of the defunct suburban. And he has to, has to renew his driver's license as well because he hasn't been allowed to drive all this time. But have you ever heard? I mean, I've, we've all had problems with rats. Had rats, yeah, and raccoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raccoons. Yeah. You've never heard of, maybe it's just a Wisconsin thing, but woodchucks. Yeah. Taking your car down. Which I, I bet they're hilarious. so cute, though. 
All right, and here is, uh, if I can find it, here it is. Here is uh, one final story. This is the uh, Department of Environmental Conservation got a phone call last Wednesday. One of its officers responded to a call that involved a snake. Now, check this out from the News in New York. The next time you're angry about your alarm clock going off, just remember there is worse ways that you can be woken up. Like, for example, having a six-foot-long snake fall on top of you. It happened to this man in the village of Pulaski, central New York. He's in bed. No, what? No, sir. He's in bed, and from the ceiling above him comes a six-foot snake. And he's in a hut in the rainforest somewhere. Uh, He's in his apartment in central New York, Allie. Oh, God. How long would it take you to process what was happening? I don't (laughs) think I still Uh -uh. would. Uh -uh. That's craziness. Department of Environmental Conservation officers determined the snake had escaped its enclosure in an apartment upstairs, then made its way, darling, through the floor. Mm -hmm. The man was not hurt. The snake returned to its owner. As they said at the beginning of the story, there are worse ways uh, to wake up than just your alarm clock going off. So be grateful, (sighs) I guess, that you didn't start your day like this guy did. And this has been Animal Stories. Animal Stories (laughs) in the news. Animal Stories to cure your blues. The Kevin Bean Show mornings on K-Rock. 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 Sounds kind of boring. Today my birthday, by the way. Or a planet. Seriously, gonna, all these it, stories. Because we're doing UFO, we're doing aliens are attacking. And that's science. That's not just me saying it. That's Harvard University saying that this uh, this uh, this thing that they spotted is not from here. What thing it is could it? Be, it could be a fully operational probe sent intentionally to Earth by an alien civilization. Do we know is, it's a probe? Or could well, it we just don't know. be a rock? We don't know a lot about it, okay. so we do have uh, we do have a news report on this. Let's find out. Just over a year ago, on October nineteenth, twenty seventeen, astronomers saw an object from interstellar space flying through our solar system for the first time. It was dubbed Oumuamua, Hawaiian for scout, and almost as suddenly as it had appeared, it was out of sight again. I mean, right there. Like right? What else could it right? possibly? Oumuamua. Right. Exactly. Thank you, Kevin. That's the name of my ukulele band, too, by the way. (laughs) Of course, We at Seeker covered it and reported that based on what scientists saw, they concluded that it was an asteroid. Now, though, they're not so sure. There are a few things we can be certain about. We know it must have come from outside our solar system because it was traveling so dang fast. Okay. Oumuamua shot past us at almost 88 kilometers per second. Wow. I can't. I'm not good with kilometers, but that seems super fast. It is super fast, yeah. (laughs) Okay. That sort of speed couldn't have come from the sun's gravity alone, so it must have been fired at us from somewhere beyond. We also know its shape, size, and color. It's likely very elongated, like a stubby cigar, and it's tumbling through space. We also know it's about 400 to 800 meters long and stained dark red, possibly from its interstellar journey. Everything else about Oumuamua is basically a question mark. Astronomers originally thought it was an asteroid, but now they can't agree because it's done some things a comet would do. Okay. Now, what's the difference between an asteroid and a comet? We don't have time to go into what's the difference between an asteroid and a comet, but they do have physical properties. They do react in a certain way that this one kind of does neither. Sort of outside the box. Mm. Yes. People are saying, yeah, it can't be an asteroid, so it must be a comet. Then people are saying, yeah, but it can't be a comet, so it must be an asteroid. So that's part of the confusion, and that's why this third option, this better option. Could it be alien? Hit it, Steve. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. 
it's weird to see people jump from I'm not positive what the answer is to uh, it must be, you know, infallible <laughs> word of God or, you know, uh, and terrorists, you know, situations or UFOs. You go, uh, it's unidentified, so it must be alien. You go, no, it's just maybe a, a question that we'll never know the answer to. Well said. That was a moment with Kevin. How about that guy? Okay. Sorry, Bean. Go, go on. Well, there's no reason to now because I had already edited that into my piece. <laughs> so my, that's all the audio we need to play. So, so we don't know what it is. I hope it's, I hope it's not going to kill us. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. There are two food stories in the news right now, Kevin, that I think are interesting. All right. Now, we haven't talked about this one off the air at all, so I have a feeling, like with so many things, I'm going to be the only one who's sad by this news. I mean, that's generally true. Because you guys hate all things that are great. Right. Mm. Neckos are no no more. Good. Okay. The Necco factory was, uh, the Necco company was sold, Mm -hmm. and now the new buyers have closed down the Necco factory. That went, what, Revere or Saugus Mass? Yes. Yeah, I that flip great. that off as I drive past it, driving to my parents in this Maine. Is why you're and, that, because and that's the right thing. Neckos are from delicious. Hell. Delicious. Why not exactly. just eat some chalk? Because right? it doesn't taste like chalk. Because chalk it tastes and like, cardboard. Yeah, it, it tastes, tastes like. Del- it, you know what? Neckos is one of my five favorite Shut candies to get, at 7, to get at Seven Eleven. And you can ask my brother, and it's you can ask possible. my dad. We grew up eating Neckos all the time, and I never stopped loving them. There, it's like eating pure sugar. What's not to love? It literally it's not, is like it's not sugar. because it it's not sweet. It is literally like it's, eating chalk. It is it's chalk. A it's a disc of chalk of delicious flavored sugar. Is what it is. A lot of people are very upset. And by the way, a uh, lot of people are very upset. Thank you, Donald Trump. They are. I've heard. I answered the business line, and they were telling. <laughs> Look, the, uh, the, I'm very. Uh, I'm very upset. Mm-hmm. A because I love uh, Necco wafers. No one but loves B, you. Don't because, go ahead. Because I'm seeing some just out and out hate uh, about Necco wafers huh. online today. What as a, a surprise! Of this news. Necco wafers <laughs> have been around since before the Civil War. By the way, with no change in their recipe. Uh, plenty of detractors argue that the candy tastes like it's been around right? since the Civil War. <laughs> they only made them during the World War years, and then... <laughs> yeah, they've run out. That's yeah, why they're That's closing. it. They run out. <laughs> now, it is unclear what will happen to the other brands under the company umbrella. They also make uh, Sweethearts, those little heart-shaped uh, Valentine's Day candies. Where do you guys come down on that? Uh, I like those. I like Fine. those, too. They make Mary Janes. Uh, they make squirrel nut zippers, which I like very much. I'm not a fan of the Clark bars. They make the Clark bars as well. Okay. But uh, exp- look, here's what I'm saying, and I'm going to do the same thing today. Uh, if there are Necco wafers in a store near you, mm-hmm. grab them now. Unless. Buy, em, buy what, them now. Hold on. Unless you think they taste like chalk. Then go ahead and let somebody else buy them. It, yeah. There's no reason to buy them if you don't like them. Right. But if you don't like them, you're a bad person. All right. So that's thing one. Thing two. Hot Cheetos, ladies and gentlemen, are back in the news, which we're very we're always excited about. When I eat Hot Cheetos, I get crazy. I just love Hot Cheetos. I love you so much. <laughs> I like those little kids. I love them so just much. Makes although, you instantly happy. Although they're like thirty now, so I uh, I, I love Hot Cheetos so much. <laughs> anytime Hot Cheetos are in the news, we get very excited. But this is a weird story. This is from uh, this is from Memphis. Kevin was just pretending he was smoking. And- I, I love hot Cheetos. 
<laughs> Sitting on the sidewalk with a shopping cart. All right, back this to you. Is, this is a news report, I think, from Tennessee. The story happened in Memphis. Let's listen to what happened to this teenager. A teen in Memphis had to have her gallbladder removed. Hot Cheetos might be to blame. What? Oh, my God. Gallbladder removed, everybody. Wow. Now, how many hot Cheetos do you have to eat before you get to the point where your gallbladder has to be taken out? Honestly, I would think there's no number. I would think, I would so think you could eat them around the clock. And you might have other health issues, but what is your gallbladder? Well, take it? well for, for starters about health issues, your booty might be burning, right? Well, that's true. Keep that in mind. But yeah, you're right. It's a safe, you would think it is a safe food that you could eat all you want. You get sick of it before anything real, you know, bad could happen. It's so all bizarre. Right. All right, let's, let's see. continue. 17-year-old Renee Craighead. She's 17! Oh. Yes. She... I thought this would definitely be a dude. Look, I did too. We all did because dudes are dumb. All right, here we go. Estimates that she was eating about four bags a day of different spicy flavored chips that she apparently developed a pain in her stomach, went to the hospital, had to have her gallbladder removed. Her doctor believes the hot chips could be partly to blame. Frito-Lay and Takis both released separate statements reassuring their chips are safe to eat but added they should be enjoyed in what? Moderation. Moderation. I can go through about a third of a flaming hot crunchy bag, and okay. then I'm it's that's good. Yeah, but some people who love spicy, they just can overdo it. I know. We're not talking the big bags. Oh, I think they're talking they the, the, the mini the mini bags. But if it's the like mini bags, bag. how does her gallbladder have to be removed? And he also said could be part of it. Mm-hmm. So maybe she had other health issues. At 17? I don't know. I mean, it seems well, he like... Well, he said only could be part of it. He didn't say right. it's a direct relation. Well, because you can't really prove it. But, I mean, that's the probably the food that is most suspect because she was eating so much of it every day. And, by the way, four bags a day is not a healthy diet. Right, but not that much. It doesn't sound Unless like... Unless it's four of the big bags. You're not thinking just little snack bags. Yeah, I think it's snack bags. Lunch. That's what, I that's was what thinking. I'm thinking. I You think wow. they're the monster bags? Oh, yeah, the, wow. I would think it would have to be to do this kind of damage, no? R- Renee, what are wow. you doing, That's girl? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what we need t- to talk to Renee. <laughs> what, what are you doing? It can't possibly be those bags. Now, I can't, uh, I don't want to narrow this down and get somebody we know in trouble. But, you know, we've talked in the past about how addictive these hot Cheetos are. Yes. And how sure. it's become an epidemic. Talk about things that are banned in schools, by the way. A lot of schools have banned the hot Cheetos for a number of reasons. They're like contraband. It's like smuggling, you know, smuggling drugs into jail or something. Right. But uh, we know somebody, Allie, you heard this story yesterday, who is a teacher who goes to Costco mm-hmm. and buys the giant you know, bags of uh, hot Cheetos, you know, the giant, the pallet of the mini sizes, and then sells them to her students at a big markup. That's awesome. Because side hustle. Side hustle indeed, right? That is truly yeah. awesome. And... There's a light around the around the classroom for that man because he's hot Cheetos, man. When you get a craving for hot Cheetos, there is no yeah. substitute. And listen, we all know teachers do not make nearly enough that they should. They're buying all sorts of stuff for their classroom out of their own pocket. Mm-hmm. Good for this teacher yeah. to put it back into supplies. By the way, you guys, um, this is from Renee's mom. Mm-hmm. She loves them. Every time I go out. She says, bring me back some hot Takis. Bring me back some hot chips. I want to make her happy, so I brought them back. She was eating big bags and would take them to school with her. Wow. They're the big bags. (laughs) Oh, my God. Four of those. Renee. Well, I'm having, here's what I know. For lunch today, I'm having hot Cheetos and then uh, finishing it off with some Neckos. Oh, my God. That's what a meal. Wow. 
bitter, predictable, whining disc jockeys. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. There's a lot of people that have different ideas on what the flat earth is. But what one thing we all agree on is that we don't live on a spinning ball flying through infinite space. Do you feel yourself spinning, wobbling, gyrating? No, I'm pretty rock solid. We always say, don't believe us. Do your own research. But unless you know there's a question, you're not going to do the research. Right? Right. What that guy said. Yes. Look. I have, uh, for many years, been deeply in love with Megan Holiday, who does nights here at K-Rock 7 and 11. But I, could, I may love her even more now than I did before <laughs> when I realized that she is a goddamn conspiracy theorist and she's the most gullible woman in the world. She'll believe anything. Megan, what are you doing? What are you doing? What is happening with you? Uh, good morning. You guys are still on? Is this still on K-Rock? <laughs> yes, I know. We're as shocked as you are. <laughs> so your thing, and Megan Holiday, by the way, in addition to her nighttime show at K-Rock, she has a, a wonderful podcast where she interviews interesting people. It's called Seven Words with Megan Holiday, available wherever you get your podcast. It's really and, short, though. Uh, no, no. This no. podcast is not seven words long. Oh. That's just the name of it. Uh, my bad. <laughs> so the most uh, recent episode she has on a conspiracy theorist, the guy who runs his own podcast about conspiracy. And I ju- it just seems like you are not just I want to believe. You just refuse to accept that any answer it, it has been definitively agreed upon. Like all things are still open to you, right? I would say that I like to consider it all. I would not say that I am fully convinced of any one thing, but I like to I like to consider all things. But aren't yes. there things like the flat earth that pretty much are 100% disproven by by science? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely not like a flat earther okay. or anything like that. No, they're know, crazy. Right, those guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like I But I but I can understand why people might, you know, feel that way because no no that's where that's where we disagree megan you can't understand why people could feel that way it's been it's been understood for millennia that the earth is round there's no time now for somebody to go it's not because it just is what people get into is that they think like well we're just taking people's word we're taking scientists word we're just believing everything that we're told but i understand i mean at some point you at some point you do have to accept somebody else as an authority on some topic and maybe people who have been to space and have photographed a round earth are the people you should look at as definitive proof have they been (laughs) yeah have they been in space (laughs) okay and speaking of that megan true (laughs) true or false you're welcome yes and conspiracy (laughs) megan true or false that you still have at least some doubt in your mind about the granddaddy of all conspiracy theories which is that man faked his landing on the moon yes i do have doubts about that. What is wrong with you? <laughs> You're a miracle. <laughs> You're a miracle. <laughs> How? Why? What? Who? Ex- please explain. I don't know. You start going down these rabbit holes, and um, I don't know. Like, there's rumors that, you know, Stanley Kubrick directed it, that you can actually see, like, a Coke can fly, like, go by uh, in the footage of it, like, on the ground. Uh, that there's wind blowing, that there's not really, you know, wind oh on the gosh, moon. This is the best. I know. But what about know, all the people who have been to the moon? <laughs> what about the people who have stood on the moon? Oh, yeah, like they, they did that. What? Yes, Hallie, they, they have. have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm sure that they, um, you know, were paid a lot of money to, to go and do, you know, and access out and just 
pretend like right. this thing happened. Let me give you a reverse argument. <laughs> if okay, if they man didn't go to the moon, so many people would have to have been in on that. In our government, in NASA, everywhere, there's so many people that would have to have been in on it, and there's no way that that many people could be involved and no leaks, no mm-hmm. anything. It's just not, we're not capable of that. Cigarette smoking, yeah, man, though, and right? It, and and it's you know, and it's possible that we did go too, you know. But mm. oh, it is. They, it's they possible. It's just lost. possible. Dude. <laughs> it's possible. She's got you an know, open mind, guys. They lost like all of the data you know, from the moon landings. And my question is, like, why why have we not gone back, you know? Right. Yeah. We what? have gone back. We went back Apollo 12, Apollo 14, <laughs> Apollo 15, Apollo 16, and Apollo 17. But what we about 18? How come no 18? <laughs> well, because they do yeah. it. No, but they went back. They went six times, Megan. If you're going to fake the moon landing in 1969, why do you then take the risk of faking it five more times? But they didn't walk around out there all willy-nilly again. <laughs> they did. They oh, played they did? golf and they, oh, they, they took right. the litter rover. Okay. But, uh, there's but so, the Coke can that flew by, right? Megan, there's so much evidence. <laughs> admit to me that we've been to the moon. I'm not going to admit it, but I will say that we may, we probably have. Okay. What about gold? What about oh, no, gold? Yeah. Let's what about gold? What about gold? Okay. Okay. Here's where I'm at with gold is that, you know, and I was thinking this independently before I even did any research was like, why is gold the standard? Why is it not? Diamonds, rubies, like why is it gold? What do you why mean gold the standard? Gold? What do you mean? Why why was gold like why were economies based around gold? Okay, what answer what answer did you find? So <laughs> well and you know, and why do we turn it into bricks and all that stuff? And so um so I thought like maybe that we, you know, exchange gold with these aliens for technology. I'm out. And <laughs> I'm in. Keep going. I'm way in. <laughs> and what and what I found is that aliens actually the Anunnaki actually used gold in their atmosphere to reflect the who? sun's rays to serve their planet. Who does? <laughs> Who's Annie, Annie, the Anunnaki, they're from Planet X. From Planet X, and okay. That is like, which, is, which is, you know, a planet that the NASA is saying is, is like possibly a planet. Okay. Okay. So, so they so we trade yeah. gold with them for technology. Well, that's, that's my own little spin on it. Is that mm. you know yeah that that possibly we we trade gold for for information and technology. This and I will this tell is you making insanely good sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're a miracle. So because gold is valuable, you somehow have whipped that up into we are exchanging it with aliens. Yeah, well, just like why is it? Why did we decide gold? Like why is why do we need because gold? it's because it's rare, it's a rare, yeah, and it's pretty, and it is um, it's easily malleable. That's why, just like Megan Holiday, <laughs> apparently so. <laughs> All right, Megan, you need you need to hold on. We want to right, invite right. our listeners to call in with their conspiracy theories. And Megan, we'd like to have you on as our conspiracy theorist expert to let us know what to let us know what you think about our listeners' conspiracy theories. How about that? I'm in. I'm guessing yeah. she'll love them all. What's your conspiracy theory? We'll discuss with Kevin and Bean and Megan Holiday next on K Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. We were very excited recently to find out that our friend Megan Holiday is crazy. 
Well, we knew she was crazy, but now we know she's crazy in a completely different way. Right. She is a conspiracy theorist. Uh, Megan Holiday does evening show here at K-Rock, 7 to 11, and uh, weeknights. And uh, I got a couple, of, uh, a couple of responses to your last segment here, Megan. One is, uh, Scott says... Megan Holiday, born and raised in the 909. That's all the explanation you need. <laughs> from Rancho Cucamonga, where the kooks are from. Okay. Uh, Brad writes in on the Kevin Bean Twitter account, at Kevin Bean. So this woman believes we've been trading gold with aliens from a secret planet for hundreds of years in exchange for technology, but we lack the capability to and have never been to the moon? <laughs> You know what? That's an interesting point. Why is one so easy and one so hard, Megan? Because the aliens do all the work, Bean. They come here and they ask for gold. Oh, I see. Yeah, true. Here's, okay. here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, they're not going to let us go to the moon. If you follow... I'm sorry, what? Oh, wow. <laughs> Megan, I was giving you an out. <laughs> and then you bust in with that. But if you follow Megan Holiday um, on Instagram and you see her Instagram stories, mm-hmm. there's not a lot going on at the studio. On her shift, 7 p.m. to 11. Right. Her mind wanders. Mm, okay. I fear that that's where this might be coming from. She needs someone in here with her. I see. And Megan right? needs friends. Okay, I got you. Something to- <laughs> All right. Let's start with Ronnie. He's up first. Line one, please, in Chino. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for calling and for holding on. Our friend Megan is with us as well. What do you have to offer? Well, first of all, we have been to the moon. I mean, oh, okay. that's just facts. But, right. but um... This might be off the topic, but it's just, uh, you know, about Mayans. You know, you, you wonder why isn't there any Mayans to this day, you know? And it's just the way I feel like the aliens probably abducted them because to this day, there's not one trace of a Mayan. But yet the temples that they built just with water and mud still stand to this day. And they were so smart. They used to read the stars and predict what was going to happen just by reading the stars? I don't. I, like the I, I don't. I just don't think Kurt Sutter is done writing the script and everything yet and filming it. No, no, no. We're not talking about the TV show The Mayans. We're oh. talking about the actual ancient Mayan people. <laughs> gotcha. My bad. But hold on a second, because I've not heard of this before. You're telling me there is no such thing as a Mayan bloodline. There aren't people alive today who have descended from the Mayans. Yes, there is not any trace of Mayans. They all disappeared. They vanished. And okay. It's, it's, it's weird, you know. If that's true, that's weird. (laughs) Megan, have you heard anything about that? You know anything about the Mayans? I well, I've been to Peru. I've seen the Nazca lines. I've been to Machu Picchu, and it's an absolute trip. I don't. I can't verify that there's you know there's no more bloodlines of Mayans. Right, but you're willing to believe that. <laughs> I, am willing, I am willing to believe okay. that. I mean, but that's, that's like Belize, El Salvador, all down there. There's got to be descendants from the Mayan people. It's got to. Ronnie, Not according to Ronnie. Ronnie, what kind of information yeah. do you have that makes you think there are no descendants? Well, it's just I did, you know, I looked it up on online, you know, did a little research before and. Okay. Look, if it's on Wikipedia, it's true. We all agree with that, right? (laughs) Because no one can change Wikipedia. Right. Okay. Uh, All right. By the way, who are the descendants of the Maya? Today, there are currently an estimated 20 to 30 million direct descendants of the ancient civilizations. Mm. Also online, Ronnie, what do you think of that? So. I think that's phony baloney. I don't believe it. That's right. I'm with Ronnie, by the way. Ronnie believes what he saw online. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, 
Megan, you had uh, on your most recent uh, podcast, you had a conspiracy yeah. theorist guest who seemed to convince you very easily that Drake killed Triple X Tentacion. Are you still believing well, that that's look, the case? So when so when I was talking with Sam Sam Sharpley, um, you know, I was just like I was just like taking it in. I was just like, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I I have no idea. I haven't looked into that at all. Okay, how about how about he also seemed to convince you that General Motors bought the mass transit system in Los Angeles and moved it to Mexico City so that people would have to buy more cars in L.A. Yeah, he did tell me that, and I didn't. I didn't even. I was like, okay. I like know? that Megan. <laughs> Megan's talking about conspiracy theories, and she does no research. No, nope. and then she's like, oh, sounds good to me. <laughs> All right, let's try one more. Let's make it to Los Angeles. Jeff, line three, up next on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Jeff. Oh, hey, how are you? Good. Conspiracy theories. Okay. So uh, I've been a targeted individual for uh, 16 years. What's a targeted individual, please? Uh, I'd rather you Google it, but in a nutshell. <laughs> I'd rather you tell us. We're doing a radio show. And Wait, hold audio. on. Everybody Google. Let's just be quiet for a minute. <laughs> I've explained it so many times, and it's so hard. But not to us. <laughs> We're sorry to put you up. We're sorry to put you in this position, but just tell us what the F it is. Did we call you, by the way? Let me check that, too, while we're at it. So 16 years ago, um, I felt it's called uh, it's the first part of it is being under surveillance. Okay. So, uh, I, it seemed as if I was being followed. I, I actually asked someone. They wound up saying someone is very interested in everything you do. Um, Who was that someone? Just a friend? I, I no, I couldn't even begin to tell you that um, there's so much there, there, there's so much involved in the pockets. Are so all right, hey Jeff, hang on one sec. Hang I'm on, Jeff. I'm all in with Jeff. Jeff, hang on one sec. Hey Megan. Yes. This is what you sound like to other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first I tell Jeff, you know. To put down the math pipe and that it's going to be okay. Wow, when Megan <laughs> Holiday is squashing your conspiracy theory, you know you've got to help. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock, KROQ. We don't uh, do this very often. Um, usually, when, uh, when one of us has gone on a vacation, as we both were uh, recently, we don't uh, ever hear anything from the show the week we were gone. I don't know about you, Kevin, but it's too depressing for me. Depressing. Depressing. Too depressing. Why like is it depressing? The world goes on without you? <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, it's not that. It's just that I always wish I had been there. I always, I'm always sad that I missed something. You know what I mean? And I think, oh, I would have loved to have been able to be a part of that conversation in something. So it, it gets me down. You and I are very different. <laughs> yeah, I know right? we are. That's so weird. <laughs> so uh, the reason I bring all that up is to say something happened while Kevin was on vacation a couple of weeks ago, and we totally forgot about it. We never told him about it. He never heard about it. And I think it's something that's worth us revisiting here on today's show because I, I would like to get his reaction to it. Mm. Now, Kevin, you remember we're in this new building now, Mid-Wilshire. Mm -hmm. You remember uh, the final day over at the Venice Studios. I Venice do. And Fairfax. Uh, it was kind of a kind of a story in local media because mm. radio had been operating out of that building for decades. And KNX sent a reporter over. Now, do you remember doing an interview with a KNX uh, reporter? Just barely. 
I mean, I mean, now that you're going to replay it, I, I was thinking, do I remember anything? How did I screw up on this one? You, oh, you didn't screw up. I don't. Yeah, you, know, you were terrific. Okay, oh. so let's hear the uh, let's hear a little bit of the piece. We'll stop it along the way. So this was the final day at the old K Rock Studio before we moved. The end piece of an era today. Uh, hold on, what was that? I'm sorry. You that s- on your end? I thought it was on my end. No, no, I got it. Okay, here we go. The end of an era today in this building that has been home to some of LA's biggest radio stations over the years. Let's get the story live from KNX 1070's Craig Figner. It's a building a lot of people probably driven past at Fairfax in Venice. Jack FM always made fun of it, calling it a dumpy little building, but it has been a significant radio property in Los Angeles since the days of KHJ in the 1930s. By the way, that means uh, Rick Dees worked in that building, by the way. All right. KHJ. I knew now, there was magic there. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Jensen, uh, I wasn't there that day. They did the final interview, but the KDX reporter showed up, and he had he was wearing the hat with the little press sign in the front mm-hmm. of yeah, it, Yeah, right? and kept saying, ah, you see? Kept saying, ah, you see, which <laughs> Was weird. Yeah. And also traveling with a photographer that had one of those light things behind yeah. him. So it was strange. <laughs> yeah. All right. Weird. He's getting to Kevin. This was its transmitter site, later its studios. And for 17 years, it's also been home to K-Rock. Tonight, they'll turn out the lights. Kevin Ryder of the Kevin and Bean Show tells me it is a tough day. I just am sort of bummed to leave this little dump that what? has been our home for 17 years. Wait, what? I'm sorry, what's your question? What what happened? Uh, you're just, just doing the interview. You're just doing an interview. Yeah. It sounds like slow, way slowed down. Huh? No, no that's no, you. Is, that's how is, you sound. Yeah. What? But then we've had a lot of really great times here. We've had a lot of good guests in the, in the HD radio sound space over there. We've mm-hmm. done breakfast with but, Foo Fighters. I feel like it's slower than I normally uh, talk. No, that's how you talk. That's, yeah. that's what you hear when... Yeah. Well, I think you were celebrating hmm. a little bit that morning, too. Oh. I think there may have a little bit, a little bit of tipping back, perhaps, I contributed. See. But this is... This is Vintage Sounds. Hmm. And with so many different bands, with Sting <laughs> and with Jack White. And I mean, there's Why? just so. Yes. Why would you guess Sting was the first <laughs> I, was curious, I was curious about that too. <laughs> Out of all the bands that have been there, why do I go with Sting? I was wondering about that. Uh, but, it's, but it's a miracle you're even speaking English right? at this point. I mean, listen to you. Many great memories of. <laughs> Bands coming here and this sort of being the hub for K Rock and By the way, you had a lot to say. I too. mean, it seems like I'm saying it rather slowly. No, they... no, no. This is like when you hear yourself on your answering machine. <laughs> and it just and sounds like, all different. That's me. Okay. Yeah. Right. The bands that we play. And the hub for so many stations over the course of 80 years. Yeah. We're talking about, uh, you know, K Earth, KHJ, Amp Radio, Jack FM. You know. Uh, and terrorist, <laughs> you know, situations or UFOs. K-Rock joins us at Wilshire and Hauser on L.A.'s Miracle Mile. As for this building? It must be alien. You don't know. <laughs> this may be a, a question that we'll never know the answer to. Live in Culver City, Craig Figner, KNX 1070 oh, I, News Radio. I thought it sounded weird. No. no. Not to you guys? No. You, did a, you did a terrific job. Be Kevin. proud. <laughs> Be proud. Okay. <laughs> You're not doing good so far. So far. The Kevin and Bean Show. You're not doing good on K-Rock.
K-Rock. All right, Jensen Clan, uh, Jensen Carpus here. Sorry, I was <laughs> talking about your Twitter. <laughs> Thank God, not just calling me Clan out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the new feature that we got. What's it called? Uh, well, it's got a very catchy name. Okay. I found it on YouTube. I found this on YouTube. Do, 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 do. On YouTube. Do, 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 do. On YouTube. Do, 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 do. On YouTube. <laughs> All right, the theme song made it. I love it. You doubted it. I now love it. Oh, really? It's a, quite a comeback for that name. Uh, <laughs> this week, I was in just a total spiral on YouTube.com, okay. and I found something that I think means a ton to society. Wow. His That's name, a bold claim. Oh, gosh. I, I watched hours and hours <laughs> and hours of it this weekend. His name is John, but he goes by Report of the Week. He'll say it. That's his name? That's what he goes by. And he has an aura of mystery surrounding him, so much so that we don't know his real last name. Okay. All we know is that he's somewhere in central Florida. Now, his YouTube channel is called Report of the Week. That's how you'll find it. But he's often known as Review Bra. Which, As what? Review bra? Like, what a like bra? bra? Yeah. Okay. It was okay. a name given to him by the internet, and now he's taking it on. He has over a million subscribers, and it arguably is he's one of the most important food reviewers in the country. Thank God we've got that. That's right. You see, his reviews are of fast food items okay. and energy <laughs> drinks. Uh, and he might be, and this is just a feeling that I have, uh, a creepy ghost time traveler. Okay. He could be 25 years old. He could be 13. He could be 65. <laughs> You'll have no idea by his look. Uh, and he's very pale. He's a skinny boy man. He has a hair part sort of in the middle. He wears um, three-piece suits always, oh, even in wow. his personal life. They're always just a little bit too big. <laughs> uh, I, I think the best way to be exposed to Report of the Week is to just listen to him. Here's his review of Taco Bell's Nacho Fries. It's important to know that he opens every single video with this same intro, and he's mostly sitting in his car. This is the first clip. Hello, everyone. This is Running On Empty Food Review. Well, I'm over here at Taco Bell this morning, and while it might not be morning for you, it is for me. I got here at 9 a.m., and uh, this, is a, this is a major release. This is a huge release. Everyone's talking about it. You could find it. All the media is talking about it. There's the hype. The hype. It, everyone's hyping it up. It's going crazy here. You could see the line already wrapped around the building. Uh, there was nuts. there was there was no line no uh, line no line behind him. Complete. He said they were going nuts. Yeah, there's nothing going on. Okay, uh, he always talks like a newsie. Yeah, mm-hmm. what's the accent he's got going on? I Jensen? don't. He might be from Mars. <laughs> no one knows. Uh, then we watch him silently eat nacho fries for about a minute. Uh, his feelings on a good fry is clip number two. These fries do have a nice crispy firmness to them, which is good. That's what I look for in a fry. You know, you don't like the soggy fries when they're just you know, floppity, they're flopping around. Right. It's no fun, of course, to eat. And, of course, you have to find that perfect middle ground where it has that firmness to it, but it's not overdone and it's not overburned. That's what he's talking about. Mm. Now, you might be asking, who watches this? Who right. watches this? Who watches this? 2.4 million people watched oh, him eat those nacho sweet. fries. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he is making not just a living, a great living. Oh, he's making thousands, uh, like tens of thousands of dollars a month. <gasps> yeah. A uh, few other things you should know about Report of the Week or Review Bra. He's always drinking out of his own container, and it was recently revealed it's because he loves the water at Starbucks. 
What? what? He, he pays for the water at Starbucks because he says he's done tests and says that that's the best water. I was at a Starbucks and somebody came in and got water and I was like, this is the weirdest. I went back and told my daughter, this is the craziest thing. So why would they come in and get water? It might be because wow. of report of the week. Huh. Uh, one other thing, he sleeps during the day and is awake throughout the <laughs> night like a vampire. Love it. So like he falls asleep at 10, wakes up, sleeps all the way through. He lives with his parents. I know that's a shocker. Uh, he also has a cat, also a shocker. Uh, he's just started this in his early teens reviewing energy drinks here he tries cheese you know i haven't been a fan of their nacho cheese and uh, i like the fries right now as they are i don't think they need the nacho cheese but there you can see a ceremonial dish full of nacho cheese <laughs> and uh yeah we'll dip it in all right we'll see if it amplifies it you know maybe it will do, maybe it will do you guys think it amplifies it i'm sorry uh how many people uh, that was 2.4 million on that one. Okay, does it amplify it? Uh, yes. All right, let's see. Right. I would say the sauce isn't mandatory. Now, it comes with it anyway, whether you like it or not. It's up to you whether you want to use it or not. He's right. Okay. <laughs> He's definitely right. I mean, now, he does have a point. It's up to me. He also, Bean's going to love this. He has a short form radio show. Uh, so basically, you can uh, go and listen to it. It's VORW that he broadcasts every single week. He has one of those short ra shortwave radios. Oh. Uh, and, and he oh, listen. Oh. Bean just came awake. <laughs> yeah. It's a short Go on. Radio. And basically, if you're not in the year 1923, uh, like Bean, you can get it on SoundCloud. But he basically plays old music and talks. He's just an old. Old human being stuck uh, in this young oh, body. Oh, I can uh, love him. I have a shortwave radio, so yeah, I'll be, I'll be I'm no, no problem picking that up. It's very easy. Uh, like any translucent man boy who looks like an anemic Clay Aiken, <laughs> he gets trolls. This is him reading one of the troll comments on his YouTube. Stingy. Salmon hair. Frog. Donald Trump. Elf. Chin bleeper. TF eyebrows is this bony skin forehead big as my posterior no offense I'm not trying to be mean but this is all true facts but hey I'm judging from the outside he could actually be a pretty cool guy so don't hate on me guys or my favorite hmm. clip when he ate a Popeye sandwich and it was the worst thing he said he's ever reviewed. And he said a sentence that I believe deserves true infamy. My disappointment is immeasurable. <laughs> and my day is ruined. <laughs> uh, listen, you can look him up. Report of the Week is his YouTube. He has over 600 videos online. Popeye's Ghost Pepper Wings, McDonald's Garlic White Cheddar Burger, Domino's Pan Pizza. Those are some of my favorites. That's my king. Uh, he's a yeah. god. He should be, uh, literally, he should be worshipped at his throne. And that I found on YouTube. I found this on YouTube. Do, 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 do. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Hey, assistant producer Christine. Hey, guys. You have a pop culture quiz for us. I'm very nervous because we always make fun of the contestants on our show, and now we're about to be contestants on our show. Right. Well, and also, I think I've learned from this quiz, and we're cutting this one in half, but what we like on the show mm -hmm. is generally not what the consensus of the majority of people oh, like in this Oh, we learned that world. a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So um, I tried to pick the questions that I thought maybe you guys would be able to answer. Okay. But the other ones, I mean, involve things like Twilight mm. and Harry Potter, which I love. But I was like, these guys aren't going to get Come any. Come on, of them, you so. took out the one I would get. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that that would have been Kev Dog's question. So okay. my understanding is, Christine, that this is a pop culture quiz where you have a number at which other uh, the general public knows the answers to these questions, and you want to see how pop culture savvy we are, how we would how compare we stack up. Yes. with other people. Okay. This is a Buzz, okay. A BuzzFeed quiz. So, you okay, know, we'll give it a try. Okay, good. Um, all all right. right. You guys and ready? We have a 15 second timer. So, as soon as you're finished with the question, I'll start it. Okay. This one in particular was for Kev Dog, but you'll all take it. Uh, you have 15 seconds to name all six main characters in Friends. All right. We don't say it out loud. We just no. write it down, right? Yeah. Okay. 15 seconds. Done. What? Uh, done. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Kevin, but uh, it was a popular show mm-hmm. for like a long time. I got Rachel Ross and the monkey. You guys clearly <laughs> yeah. destroyed me. The monkey Marcel was not okay, a main I character. I thought it was. But I respect it. Okay. I've got uh, Monica Chandler. Phoebe. Oh, wait. Are we doing this now? Yeah. Oh, are we? I yeah. thought we were. Oh, okay. Awesome. I don't know, we're just making this up as we go. <laughs> I, I've got Monica Chandler, Phoebe, Joey, Rachel. Oh, I have Chandler twice, so I guess ah! I don't have the ball. <laughs> I have Ross as well. And Ross would have been the right one. All right. So I didn't get that one either. So Allie's the only one who gets a point for that one. Yes. Nice. Yes. All right. So next question, and this is one. Are you going to tell us how the people do Oh, yeah. No? Sorry. What uh, 77% of the population got all six. <laughs> oh, so Kevin and I are dub-dubs. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wow. Okay. You sure there weren't two Chandlers on the show? Yeah, there were not, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Um, the next question is a really good indication of how most of our tastes do not sometimes gel with the general American public. Yes. Uh, name all five Kardashian-Jenner sisters. Oh, my God. I know. Uh, Guarantee you more people can do that than probably name U.S. presidents, though. Yeah. So I know I'm forgetting one of them. Yeah, I am, too. What is her name, that little oh. Yeah. What'd you put down now, Allie? I put Kylie, Kendall, Kim, Chloe, and the normal one. <laughs> it's close. <laughs> I can't remember her name, though. I only got say- Chloe and Kim. Bean? I had Chloe, Kim, Kylie, Courtney, and Kyrie. Oh, Kendall. <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah. I forgot Kendall, and it sounds like yeah. you forgot uh, Courtney. I Courtney, think. yeah. So none of us got that? So none of us got point. that. Okay. And Damn it. The sad thing is that 75% of people who took this, all five. Oof. Okay. All five. I forgot Kendall, and she's hot, too. Right. Okay. Okay. All right, you guys. The next one, again, maybe not in our wheelhouse, but. All right. Five, the fir- uh, first names of the original five members of One Direction. Oh, crap. Oh, um, okay. Oh, come on. Don't pretend like you don't know this. <laughs> I don't. I'm not, I'm not coming up with all of them, I'll tell you that. Mm. Mm. I got right. Harry, Biff, Sonny, Larry, <laughs> and Adam. Kevin got one. I had I one. I had Zane, yep. Louis, yep. Harry, yep. Paul, nope. and Ringo. <laughs> that was three, babe. I got three. I have Liam, uh-huh. oh, Harry, uh-huh. Manny, Moe, and Jack. <laughs> so, none of us. None of us. Well, again, 60% of the people oh, who took this got all five. All right, so far, Allie is in the lead with one to none. Who did, we, for- who did we forget? Who? Um, you guys, uh, it is Louis, uh-huh. Liam, Zane, Harry and Niall. Niall! Oh, Niall. We, didn't, we, didn't <laughs> never, we could have sat here all day and never come up with Niall. All right. 
All right. Uh, this one is obviously for Ali. Uh, name the three original Star Wars movies. Uh, you don't have to use the word episode in it. Okay. Oh, well, that's the uh, easiest one yet. I'm way done. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a nap there, Ali? I mean, I, I got two, but I was having problems with the third one. Uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, Ali, you want to go first on this one? You're the Star Wars well, queen. Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Obviously. Uh, wait a minute. Isn't, I thought it was New Hope, Empire no, Strikes Back, all, and Return of the Jedi. That's what yes, I thought. Yes, that's Star Wars. And then it was all of a sudden called A New Hope. Oh. It was always Star Wars. Right. Okay. Will you allow right. it, Christine? Yes! Will you allow Star Wars? Okay, all right. So, <laughs> Allie and I both got them. Kevin, how'd you do? I didn't. I got Return of the Empire. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> oh, my so God, Unless, Kevin! You guys going to accept that one? No, here's okay. the thing. I was so sad looking at this quiz because, first of all, every like the majority of people got that One Direction question. Okay. Uh-huh. The majority of people got that uh, Kardashian question. Right. 49% of people Whoa. who took this That's all? got zero. Oh, no. zero. Yeah, zero out of three. Only Aww. 26% of people got all three. Wow. Mm. We are so not in line with. So Allie got I that mean, one too? The rest of the people in the world, I guess. And I, and I got a point on that one too. Yeah. Did yeah, you? Okay. you guys both got a point. So Allie has two, Bean has one. All right. This one is more the question. last one. And actually, I think this might appeal to you, Kev Dog. All right. All right. Last question is name the three highest grossing movies of 2018 so far. Oh, come on now. It's September. How are we supposed to remember what came out? Well, I mean, these are big movies, so. Uh, I got Avengers, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Black Panther. Uh, Mm. Avengers. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Is there a colon continuation of that? Sure. But that doesn't matter, really. Okay. I mean, that's the basis of mm-hmm. the title. And Black Panther. Black Panther. What did you guys get? I got Incredibles, Black oh. Panther, and then the one where you turn into dust. And <laughs> is that Avengers? That's Avengers, yes. yes and Avengers. I'm not sure the one you turn into dust counts, though. But sure, turn into <laughs> dust. Dean? I had no Avengers. I only came up with two, and they were Black Panther and Deadpool 2. All right, I think oh. you guys all got zero. No, because... Oh, man. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not zero. You didn't get a point because okay. the uh, answers are Infinity War. So that's Kevin Avengers. and Allie got Kevin it, right? That's Avengers, right. Yeah. Uh, Black yeah. Panther. Yeah. Oh, you guys, all three of you guys got that one. And Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Oh, oh. Jurassic World. Oh. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Okay. It's really shocking how we literally don't have the same taste as most everybody in this world. That's so weird. We literally don't know anything. Yeah. I think is what we're finding out here. Gentlemen, I don't mind telling you, I've never heard a bigger crock of bull crap in my life. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock. We have talked about this from time to time on the Kevin and Bean Show. These professional cuddlers, you pay them money. We had a, a story, this was a big thing in New York City last year. Remember, we did a, yep. a series of stories about that. You pay them money and you go and they hold you. And it makes you feel better. And there are a lot of different people in this business, but there's one in the news right now that we saw in the Daily Mail, and it is unusual for a couple of reasons. And not only does she have a couple of reasons why she shouldn't be cuddling people, she's so hot. Mm-hmm. And look, attractive women can do any job they want. I don't want anyone to misunderstand what I'm saying here. I'm not saying she's so hot she shouldn't be able to do this if this is what she does. 
I'm saying, how does it not go wrong 98% of the time when she's cuddling dudes? Because men. That's what I'm saying. Because mm-hmm. men. Because men. Yeah. Right. She makes $57,000 a year just cuddling. Nothing else. Not a euphemism. There's, this is not a sex thing. She's a, a married uh, mother of three. She's got a very supportive husband in this business. Let's hear a little bit from her. I think she's Australian, if I recall mm-hmm. correctly. Mm-hmm. Let's hear what she has to say about it. And that's just not playing. Hang on. Am I playing the wrong? On drugs. <laughs> <laughs> on drugs. Oh, no. Hi, my name is Jessica O'Neill, and I am a massage and cuddle therapist. For me, myself, I run three different types of cuddle therapy services. Every cuddle therapist will have a different style. The first session that you can do is a one-hour-long session, and we call it Straight Up Hugs. This is for people who would just like to try the therapy. Maybe they're interested in what the benefits may be, or maybe um, you just want to be helped. Okay. This um, seems sad to me. Yeah. Because, it... yeah, because you're going to a total stranger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For intimacy. Yes, yes. An hour of cuddling, by the way, seems like, look, I get the therapeutic benefit of a hug. It mm-hmm. feels good to be hugged. What? From someone you know. <laughs> yes, from someone you know. <laughs> but five minutes in, how is it not just awkward? Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. It's a long 10 minutes, that's a half an hour. Yeah, because even after like a hug with a friend for three seconds, you're like, you do a little tap on the back, like, we're done. All right. Let's move <laughs> Let's on. Let's break this up. Okay. <laughs> and I guess, I mean, you couldn't just lay there in silence, right? Unless you're weeping. That's the only... <laughs> the only... Oh, no. Wow. I mean... How do you make that so sad already? <laughs> no, but, I, but I'm saying what you're saying. If you're going for this, if you're paying money to have a stranger hug you, you've got to be sad, I would think, going in. Yeah, I would think so, too. And at some point, you start talking. And, of course, once you get into the theory a- therapy aspect of it, that starts to cost more. Then the next level of cuddle therapy that I offer is cuddles and counseling. And this is where people want to work on a particular subject. So um, something that people might be going through that they really want help with and they really want to work through. We have a little bit of a chat and then we cuddle. And while we're cuddling, we work through more of the topic that the client wants to work through. Now, do you think this is for people who are intimidated by the classic setup of a psychiatrist's office where they don't want to be the person laying on the couch or sitting in a chair in an office setting talking to somebody? Does it, is it easier if you don't have to make eye contact, if you're cuddled up against each other, and it's almost like pillow talk? Do you think yeah. that's what they're going for here? I think it's almost like a false sense of intimacy, so you let mm-hmm. your guard down more no, with her. It could be. How would you feel, Kevin, did, if Did I, you say that she was a, a therapist at the beginning or no? Massage therapist. Is yes. she but also she's a talking counselor? talking like she does therapy. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That's very interesting. It doesn't say that she is a certified therapist. Huh. Maybe she's just a good listener and has good advice. Or maybe she's just so hot people don't care what she says. I don't know. <laughs> now, Kevin, are you man enough that if your wife came to you and said, I am going to start offering cuddle therapy out of the house and I'm going to have people coming over, most of whom are going to be men. <laughs> No, that would be weird. I'm just going to lay down and cuddle with them all day, every day, and get paid for it. Would you be cool with it? I am. No. Her husband, Jason, 34, does not mind her profession at all, despite the fact that most of her clients are men. He's very supportive. He completely gets it. He loves what I do. He thinks it's really beautiful. He is also super affectionate, and he gives me cuddles at home. Our relationship is what makes me strong. 
she said. I'd like to talk to him away from her. You know what would be awesome? What if she's like, I don't bring my work home. Don't call me, Jason. <laughs> no Seriously, hugs. could I get off the clock? All right, a little bit more from our cuddle therapist in Australia. Then I also provide cuddles and coffee. And this is more of a friendship-based session where I don't counsel you through anything. It's more of a sounding board for you. Uh, Don't try to fix anything. We just chat as friends. This is the weirdest one of all because this is not her giving back and telling you how to fix what's on your mind, how to help you. She's just a sounding board. It's just if you want somebody to rant at while you sit there over a cup of coffee, this is because you don't have any friends. This one, right? Yeah. yeah, I would think so because she says now we're working into the friends. No, you're mm-hmm. not. Mm-mm. That's odd. And and it's also kind of counter to what little I know about professional therapists is they don't ever want you to think of them as friends, right? No. I mean, that kind of is crossing a line a little yeah, bit. That yeah, that goes against everything. Right. That's what I would think, too. All right, just a little bit more. And then I hold you and cuddle you through all of the things that you're going through in just a friendship kind of way. So for me, cuddle therapy is extraordinary because it brings about change really, really quickly and it helps people to move through the negativity and into the positivity far faster than any therapy that I've ever experienced. It brings something around really quickly, I'll tell you that. I sort of have a boner. She says, by the way, that she has had, quote, one or two awkward experiences, but insists that 99% of her clients are very well behaved. All right. Let me ask you Mm -hmm. a question about that. She's exaggerating, right? 99? Yeah. There has to be way less than 99%. I mean, that are behaving. Yes, yeah. that are behaving. Yeah. I, I mean, I because we know people. Yeah, right. I would think. I would think more than that would at least try to get a little handsy because of that intimacy that they've created in their mind that I'm laying down with this person and we're close. Yeah. You know, I don't like it, you guys. <laughs> I don't. And I also I love either. it. <laughs> oh. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Are you serious? Are you serious? K R O. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.